Welcome to episode 13 of the Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, man. Um, As I said on Instagram a couple days ago, today I want to spend a lot of time talking about how to find a good man. I mean, because as we both can see, men and women, as soon as you go on Instagram or Facebook amongst your, your social circle in regards to your friends, your families, what is the one thing that we see the most? Love, relationships. We see these relationship memes to where people kind of throw shots at their ex or even their current spouse because certain needs and expectations are not being met. And as we also see, we see every single week, like, for example, we may we may have a friend who posts a picture of herself with a guy or even vice versa and they seem happy it seems like everything is going amazing and then within a couple weeks to a month what happens all them happy pictures are now deleted because the relationship was not as great as they made it seem when they posted the fucking picture but that is what happens a lot of the time and i also say men lie Um, Ladies, let me repeat that again. Men lie. So if you meet a guy and everything seems great and amazing from the beginning, that is not who he really is. As I say on my Instagram page, which is NYC underscore story 718, the honeymoon stage can last for well over a year to where the guy you may see in the guy you know, who seems like this great, amazing, caring guy who goes above and beyond for you. Of course, in the beginning, he's going to do that because everything is fresh. But when someone feels super comfortable into the relationship to where they can do as they please, that's when the real person comes out. And ladies, y'all know what I'm talking about. The first date you go out to eat with your new nigga. You try to eat all proper. You got French fries. You eat, you eat, you like you eating your French fries with a fucking fork. You being super. Bitch, if you don't just eat your fucking food the way you eat your fucking food at the house, bitch. Use your fucking hands to eat your fucking lasagna. I be tired of that shit, man. First date. You got everybody trying to be all nice and proper. Oh, so what do you do? Well, you know, I'm a technician. Bitch, that's not your fucking job, bitch. Say your real fucking job. So today, I want to spend a lot of time talking about how to find a good man. Um, A couple girls on Instagram hit me up and said they wanted to know my opinion. Now, I'm going to say this now. The things I will say on this podcast today are 100% my opinion. They are not 100% destined to work. So if you listen to my tips today on how to find a good man and you assume, oh, if I do every single thing he said, I will find a good man. That is simply not true because what you are missing is the human aspect of it. Like I can give you all the good tips in the world based off of my opinion. I repeat that my opinion. But what I can't control is the actions of the nigga you meet. I can't. But before I even get into all that, man, what's been going on big in the news this week 
recently has been LeVar Ball, where he called his son damaged goods and everybody is up in arms. Oh, what a bad father he is. Lonzo needs to leave his father alone. Eh, I'm kind of torn on that, man, because if you are black and you have grown up in a black household, you have been called much worse than damaged goods. Damaged goods is a fucking compliment. As opposed to the shit some of us has have been called growing up in a black household. Man, we've been threatened to be killed, fucking beat. Some a lot of us were beat and much, much worse. Man, I swear to God, man. I like you could call me damaged goods any any fucking day of the week. So today, episode 13, Lunchroom Chatter Podcast. Stay tuned, baby. Welcome back, Lunchroom Chatter, man. This right here is Trey Forever. This is my shit, man. I figured today we're talking about how to find a good man. I know some of y'all anxious, so we're going to play this shit by Trey Forever. I'm going to let this shit rock, too. I'm letting this shit rock. Just so you know, anytime a nigga call your body perfect, the nigga wanna fuck. He wanna fuck you. That's why your body perfect, bitch. When he fuck you, your body ain't perfect no more. Figure I'll let y'all know. He wanna fuck you, baby. You make a nigga wait, he gon' fuck somebody else. That's a fact. Sing that shit, nigga. That right there was my guy, Trey Forever. With anxious man but let's get into this Lonzo Ball shit real quick so I could spend some time talking about how to find a good man so as I said this past well these past couple days 
a clip has surfaced online from their Facebook show. They have a Facebook reality show, you know, where they spend time with the whole family and it's like a day in the life. Well, like it just shows like, I guess, like they're living situations in regards to Lonzo Ball dealing with his NBA stuff, LeVar Ball dealing with the business aspect. You got the younger son that's right now young, trying to make his way into the professionals. And then it follows Leangelo in his continued attempts to get on an NBA roster. So a clip popped up because um, remember a couple months ago where everything fell apart with the, the big baller brand, which is the BBB. Everything fell apart because they had a business partner who was stealing from Lonzo and embezzling money. So everything fell apart. And then I believe a week or two ago, Lonzo Ball was on Josh Hart's podcast where he spoke about the fact that the BBB shoes, the the big baller brand shoes, them shits were fucking trash. The shoes they charged $500 for when they first came out, he said out his own mouth, the shoes were fucking trash. He said he had to change shoes every single quarter because them shits would rip this is not what i'm saying this is what he said but right now let's get into what lavar ball said let me find the clip because like i said i'm not as up in arms as a lot of people because i'm not sensitive like lavar ball calling his son damaged goods is in no way indicative of his love for his son when you are angry there are things you say in the heat of the moment that you do not mean and Laval Ball he is the type to put on for the camera and say something that he know is going to become a viral moment just for the sake of staying relevant and this is not me calling him an attention seeker even though he kind of is but that is what you have to do in 2019 to remain relevant as a brand and to continue building a brand. You have to, because the moment you are quiet and the moment you are not seen in the public eye, then it's pretty much done. Things fall apart. But let's get into this clip real quick of LeVar Ball calling his son damaged goods. Now you guys can, um, Hit my DMs on Instagram again, which is NYC underscore story 718 and let me know how you feel. You can follow the um, the podcast page, which is Lunchroom Chat Pod on Instagram. And again, let me know how you feel about LeVar Ball calling his son damaged goods. But this right here is a clip for those of y'all who have not heard so far. Now to keep it a hundred, 
this nigga has been damaged goods the past few years. Now, I can't count last year against him because due to the fact of what he said, last year he suffered a lot of ankle injuries and a lot of foot injuries because, well, what I would believe was due to him wearing them fucked up shoes. Because if your shoes rip every fucking quarter or even once or twice a game, the shoe is not, it's not good. Now, if he was like, like if he had a regular job to wear, he was wearing them shoes to a regular job. But when you, when you are wearing fucked up shoes in a high intensity level sport where you are constantly running back and forth, you're going to fuck your ankle up. So I can't, I can't count last year um, and say he was damaged goods. I just can't do it. But like I said, if you are black and you were raised in a black home, whether it be with a single mother or even if you had both your mother and your father next to you, damaged goods is not the worst thing you could have been called. Now, I understand. I am not naive. I Like, I understand how it may be perceived. Again, especially now, the fact that we are in this super sensitive era to where people wake up and they ignore their own flaws and they ignore the bad things that they say personally and they seek out others who say bad things because people love ignoring their own flaws while critiquing the flaws in others now could he could he have worded it different of course he had of course he couldn't you, you know but I mean, in the heat of the moment, in an argument, the one thing you are not worried about, oh, let me say this in a in a nice way. No, you're going for the fucking jugular. Now, I understand that's his son. And I've been seeing a lot of comments where people saying, oh, um, LeVar Ball does not care about his son. It's, shut the fuck up. I don't believe that shit one bit. He doesn't care about his son. I don't let and look, let me read some of these comments because I am not the only person that feel that way. Look, somebody said this generation is just too soft because that's nothing. Parents talk back to their kids all the time, as well as kids talking back to their parents. Somebody said this is a black man who said this. He said, "I'd rather hear it from my father." than my own people because in that right there is a smart fucking point because you got to think Lonzo is the NBA player which means he has an entourage which means he has an agent which means he has people that rely on him playing at a high level now if Lonzo is consistently hurt and his production is not where it needs to be then what happens when it comes time for him to get a new contract he is not getting as big of a contract as he can get had he stayed healthy then the people in his inner circle what are they going to say he is damaged goods so I agree like stuff like that I'd rather hear from my own family someone who raised me 
someone that showed that they can provide for me, put food on the table, put a roof over my fucking head, as opposed to someone who has just became a part of my life. When my basketball success hit. Let me go through some more of these comments, man. Let me see. I'm trying to scroll through. I'm trying to find some of the... Somebody said, Lonzo going to stand up to this man one day. And it ain't going to be good. I mean, eh. I mean, does Lonzo need to be more independent? Of course he has. I mean, of course he does. You know, he's a grown-ass man. Like, you can't have your father control every fucking aspect of your life and you you know when you fucking 30 years old another black man stop trying to cancel everybody lavar has lonzo's best interest at heart that's plain to see um this is what a black woman said he is one of the most toxic parents on twitter the same parents people be describing Another comment. Y'all clearly never heard y'all family argue or have disagreements. Lots of, lots of y'all feelings would be hurt. <laughs> that is a fact. It's been times where I was young. You know, I got into an argument with family members and they said some shit. And I'm, I'm in my fucking room the rest of the day balled up. Like, you don't fucking care about me. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you ever got into an argument with somebody you care about? especially a family member and they said some shit like you ugly ass bitch and like when you're young it's like <laughs> like you don't really realize that when you argue people say hurtful things so if you're like 11 years old and somebody call you you ugly ass bitch that's why your face fucking fucked up with acne it's like <laughs> like I mean it makes you want to go in the room the rest of the fucking day and just boil out in tears put your face in a pillow you know and just you feel down about yourself until you get older and you realize that when people argue and when they have disagreements whether it's family or not and you say hurtful things man but like i said i'm not gonna stay on this too much lavar ball he's a father like is he flawed yes is he the perfect dad no Nobody's the perfect father. I'm a father of a four-year-old son, and am I always the perfect dad? No, but I go above and beyond, and I do what I can because as a parent, it is your job to care about your kids. And also, as a parent, it is your job to be honest. And sometimes when you are honest, can it be hurtful? Yes, but like the dude said in the comments, Sometimes it is best for your kids to hear those words from you as opposed to someone who may not have their best interest at heart. So coming up, we talking about how to find a good woman. Ladies, stay tuned. This is the shit y'all was waiting for. Welcome back to Lunchroom Chatter Podcast, man. Um, This is what some of you guys have been waiting for. On my Instagram, I always post a lot about relationships. And one of the number one things 
that women say when they reply to me is that, oh, you always talking about relationships. So if you know so much on how to find a good man, then tell us. And as I tell them, I am not an expert on men or women. I am not. And I will never be because, like I said, I can't control the actions of people that I don't know. Even I can't control the actions of people that I do know because I am not them. So right now, I'm not going to get too in depth because there's no foolproof way on telling someone how to find a good man. But what I can do is give you guys some tips and advice on what I feel may help you have better luck than you're having now. So I broke it down into questions. There are five questions that I'm going to speak about. Number one is meeting and getting to know a guy slash the first date. Number two, are you in a relationship or are you guys just talking slash fucking? Number three, ask him straight up from the beginning. Are you talking to me because you can see yourself with me long term or do you only want to fuck me? Number four, when should you fuck him and why? Number five, have you had a discussion with him regarding you guys long term future? So going back to question one, meeting and getting to know a guy slash the first date. But um, you have to ask yourself. The men you have dated in the past, where have you met these men? Have you met them on the street? For example, in New York City, where where I was born and raised at, especially in the summertime, if you are a female walking down the street, you will get approached by at least 50 men daily. Sometimes even more, depending on what um, depending on what you are wearing. Now, this is my opinion. If you are approached in the street by a man, that is not the guy you need to talk to long term. Now, I am not saying that if you are a woman and a man approaches you in the street and tries to um, spit his game and tries to holler. I am not saying that all of these men are dogs. I am not saying that all of these men have bad intentions. But what I am saying is that most of the men who holler at you in the street. Stay away. Stay away. And I say this because think about it. You are not the first woman this man has ran up on today. I repeat, if a man comes up to you in the street to holler at you if you say no and you keep walking there's about a 95 percent chance the same man who tried to holler at you is going to repeat them same words and holler at the next female he is going to repeat and repeat and repeat until a female takes the bait and then even when a female takes the bait because you said yes and agreed to give him your number or go on a date 
it does not mean he is going to leave and continue the rest of his day not talking to other women because you said yes to a date or gave him your number does not mean he is magically entitled or has his eyes fully set on you but now also I spoke to a lot of women on Instagram in real life in college who meet men at parties now I'm speaking in reality I don't know many men who go to parties and as they are getting dressed they say I cannot wait to go to this party to find my wife I cannot wait to go to this party so I can find a girlfriend. Most of the time, that is not the case. When a man goes to a party, he's going to a party to have a good time. He is going to a party to ride some fucking cheeks. He is going to a party to look at all the women who are looking thick and sexy in that, mm, that tight ass dress. That is why majority of men go to parties, clubs, lounges, or whatever fucking names y'all want to put it. Bar, club, lounge, a kickback. Niggas ain't going to them shits to find a wife. So if you meet a man at some of these occasions and you believe that because he came up to you and he is sweet. Oh, I can see myself with this guy long term. I mean, maybe you can. But a nigga ain't go to the club to find you. Now, I know some of you guys may take offense to what I'm saying and may take shots at me or even reply to this podcast episode by calling me a hater. That is 100% okay. But like I said, meeting a guy and coming to a determination on whether this is a guy you should speak to in regards to long-term potential, it's just difficult to decide. Now, I understand that. I mean, a lot of women deny it, but sometimes women, they behave just like men. A lot of men want to fuck. A lot of women want to fuck. I am not speaking to the woman that want to fuck. The woman I am speaking to in this segment, I'm talking to the women who are actively seeking long term relationships who are seeking somebody who they can see themselves with for years. Someone they can build and have goals with. But I mean, if you are one of the women who think to yourself, how can I find a good man? Then the location and the spots you are finding men, you got to find somewhere else. Even with social media, these dating apps, it is difficult because a lot of those apps are built around, you know, the illusion or they give you the dream that you can find a great man. But in reality, a lot of those dating apps, people just want to fuck. Now, I know this may hurt some of you guys feelings, but that's a fact. Most of them apps, men want to fuck. Now, of course, at like when they speak to you and they give details about their life and stuff that they care about, 
they're going to leave that out but most of the men just want to fuck but when you meet a guy for example like there's one guy you're speaking to and you feel that this guy has long-term potential that's when i get to number two are you guys in a relationship or are you guys just talking slash fucking now something i always say is that you should not be fucking a guy in the beginning now i know i know women have needs and men have needs but if you are a woman who feels if i don't fuck this guy like this is a guy who i like this is a guy who i have deep feelings for so if you feel that by you not fucking him he is going to leave and fuck somebody else then, then that is not the guy for you because whether you are fucking a guy or not should not determine whether he stays or he's or he strays away you fucking a guy to keep him there and to keep his attention should let you know this is not the guy for you now going back in my past to my first relationship my first relationship um i was with a female and we didn't have sex for a year and a half did i cheat no did i talk to any other females no because as a man if you care about somebody and you can see yourself with them long term and you guys are connecting on every level you guys are bonding you guys have similar attributes and a similar mindset you know everything is fun a relationship should not feel like a job to where when you see him or her you have to behave or act a certain way so whether this person is fucking you or not should not determine how much effort you give into getting to know someone or how much effort you give into showing someone that they are the, that they are cared about that should come from your heart but then again on the flip side if this is someone who you want to fuck then ignore everything i'm saying because like i said i understand that a lot of men and a lot of women they can't function without sex so you may be talking to someone who you may like like this may be a man who you really feel has long-term potential but in reality you might want to get fucked i mean that is 100 percent okay but just know after you fuck this guy because if you fuck a guy in the beginning I don't care what you say you don't know him because you text the guy seven days 24 hours a day you don't know him there are people out here who have been in a relationship six seven eight nine ten eleven even twelve months and they still don't know their spouse fully. 
because these days people what they do is like they avoid serious conversations they stay away from things that they feel may mess up the relationship it's like when you meet a man it is okay to ask him are you talking to somebody else How many other women are you texting and getting to know besides me? But a lot of women, they don't ask these questions because they feel it is intrusive. It is not. If this is a guy who is telling you he liked you and he want to talk to you. Then it is well within your right to ask him whatever the fuck you want to ask him. Why should you fuck a guy, but on the flip side, be scared to ask him questions? Why? What is the point in getting to know a man if you are not getting to know him? Don't avoid questions. Don't. When you meet a man, don't be scared. If there's something you want to know, how the fuck you going to know if you don't ask him? I understand that some questions may be kind of touchy to where you may feel you are being intrusive. But if you don't ask, how the fuck you going to find out? So when you meet a man, like I said, um, about two weeks ago, like, for example, a first date, I hate first dates where you go sit down at like a restaurant and you eat. Because what people do is they ask the same basic questions. So what do you do? Um, how many brothers do you have? So what it, What are your goals? See, look, those questions, while they may be relevant, you are not going to find out the truth. Because when you ask those questions, you are going to get answers that are pre-planned. So you got to... You got to stir the pot. Ask questions that someone would not normally ask. Like I said, when you are getting to know a man, it is well within your right to ask him whatever the fuck you want to ask him. Now, like I said, number three, ask him straight up. Are you talking to me? Because you see yourself with me long term. Or are you talking to me? Because I have a nice butt. I have some nice breasts. And you only want to fuck me. Because questions like that. Like based on how he responds to them questions. You know whether or not. If this guy's serious. Or if this guy only want to fuck you. If you have been talking to a guy less than a month and he brings up sex, the nigga's not there for you. Now, I understand you may say, well, you know, we're grown. Men have attractions. He's just letting me know, you know, that he thinks I'm attractive. No. If a man is getting to know you and who you are, he should not bring up sex within the first month. Even two months is too soon because he does not yet know who you are. 
he doesn't know enough about you to where he should think about having you bent over having your legs wide open because like i told somebody last week like i always compare it to like starting a job for example you got a new job today's your first day on that job once you get there and you clock in to work on your first day the boss calls you into his office he says um hey tanya i have a check for you now keep in mind you are a new employee it is your first day maybe your first month on the job and your boss gives you a check for three million dollars if you got a check for three million dollars within your first month of starting a new job would you continue to go to work and if you do would you show up to your job and work with the same effort as opposed to someone who had not gotten a three million dollar check because when you get something and the payout is so big in the beginning what normally happens is you lose interest or you may still show up but you are not going to have the same work effort as you may have had had you not got that check because without without the check you are working towards something you are trying to build yourself financially and just overall but once you get a check that big a lot of that shit goes out the window and i compare that to the pussy if you give up the pussy which in my mind is the ultimate prize if you give up the pussy so soon before the guy even knows you before the guy has even proven that he is someone who is worthy of getting all of you if you give it up so fast then what like why should he continue to get to know you if he if he has already gotten something that is so big something that is that is that special why should he even care how many brothers you got if you gave up the pussy within the first week the first month the first two months why should he even care what what's your major in college why there's no need the pussy should not be the end goal but for most men that is the end goal and i'm talking about men in general because we have this stigma that oh you know only young men think like that that's a fucking lie it's men out here in their 30s and 40s who just want to fuck now that takes me into question number four when should you fuck him now this question right here is kind of impossible to answer because there's never a like a deadline or a date on when should you fuck him that's when you got to use your judgment 
you have to determine yourself on if this man has proven himself worthy has showed you through actions i repeat that this man has showed you through actions actions ladies not words he has shown you through action not words that he is worthy because especially now with social media people love living a dream people love the the illusion the thought the reality of being in love as opposed to actually being in love I'm tired of seeing women on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat who make it seem as if their relationship is flawless, is perfect. The guy that they have found is the best man in the world. And then within a week or two weeks, they're broken up because people love the illusion of being in a great relationship as opposed to actually being in one. As I said, a relationship should not feel like a job. There's no way you should come home from work and have to take a deep breath before you step inside the apartment, the house, or before you see him in, <clears throat> before you see him in general. <sighs> because you know he's going to bring some bullshit. So like I said, there's no deadline on when you should fuck him. It should happen, in my opinion, when you feel he loves you. And when you know for a fact that you love him. And I'm talking about real love. I'm not talking about you love him because, oh, this is a man who may marry me. Like, that is not why you should fall in love because you feel this man may marry you or because this guy is so fucking sexy to where... You feel if you show him off around your friends that they'll applaud you because, oh, my God, oh, your man is so sexy. Look, that should not be the goal. And you guys have to talk about long term future. Before sex even happens, this is my opinion. Because to me. The only reason two people should date is when you feel this person has long term potential. If that is not the reason you are dating, then you are just dating to fuck. So, like I said, what are you looking for? Are you looking for a relationship, someone who you can see yourself with forever? Or are you just horny? You just want to fuck. Because if you just want to fuck, I mean, it's not much you can do, but to end this podcast, just take time to think about what exactly do you want and why you want it. Ladies, if you are talking to a guy now, I mean, if you fucked him already, it's not much I can do. Because like I said, if you fuck a guy quick, like the urgency, it goes out the window. It's not the same. 
Because even if a guy, you know, sees long-term potential in you and you are someone who he wants to be with long-term, if you fuck him within the first week, majority of the time, he is not going to say no, but that is going to make him think if she fucked me within the first week, she fucking everybody in the first week. And I mean, that's a valid thought. But at the end of the day, what I want, I want happiness. I just want everybody to be happy, man, because life is too short. Any one of us can wake up tomorrow and die. That is a scary thought, but the whole purpose of you living should not be to find love. Now, I understand that being in love and finding someone who you feel, quote unquote, completes you. It's a great feeling, but. At the end of the day, where your man at? Think about it. If every time you post a man on Instagram, you post the caption, oh, I found my king, because I'm tired of seeing that shit. Every man you meet is not a king. Every man you talk to is not your king. It's not. Because... A lot of the time, these statuses and these pictures, they happen so soon. Within the first week, the first month, the first two months of you guys meeting, that does not mean this nigga's a king or that this nigga has your best interests at heart. So look, focus on yourself, better your life, achieve your goals. But at the end of the day, where your man at? This is Lunchroom Chatter episode 13. Love you guys. And to, the, to those of you guys who listen to my podcast, thank you, man. But let your friends know and share the podcast. I'm just out here having fun, trying to enlighten, trying to inspire, and try to send positivity into the world. So lastly, where your man at?